Hey guys, welcome to a very special edition of The Green Room with Neil Griffiths. Uh, happy Big Sound. It is officially here. The wait is over. So, to preview the week ahead, I am being joined by uh, the queen of Big Sound, as I call her right now, uh, executive programmer Maggie Collins. Maggie, thank you for coming by. I know it's a, it's a very crazy week for you, so I really do appreciate you taking the time. I imagine you are in Brisbane going crazy right now. Um, yes, that's a word for it. Uh, <laughs> it is going a little bit crazy, um, but you know it's really good to be here because um, you can feel the atmosphere and um, everyone's extremely busy. And although it can freak you out a little bit sometimes, it actually is really invigorating as well. So. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good time. Yeah, it's so as I, as I said at the start, of this, this is going to be a bit of a different episode to the usual weekly green room setup. Um, I wanted to chat to you about everything that we should expect, highlights, tips. So I want to start yeah, from the beginning. Okay. This year in particular is very special because there's a lot of new to it. Um, of course, you guys are yeah. the, moving to Cloudland. You've expanded the team um, with, with Tom and Melody. Um, tell me about this. Yeah, okay. So, yes. This is definitely a year of changes, and it's been quite a roller coaster <laughs> the past year. Also, getting to this point. So, first of all, I do have the new programming team. Um, it's um, Tim Shield and Melody Fagani on the festival side, and Tom Larkin on the conference side. So, I've been working with those guys since the start of the year, or since the end of last year as well, um, to uh, work on the program. And we've had a lot of stuff to do uh, in that time. It's been really good getting like other eyes and ears on the program and, and, and an approach from them on the music and on the concepts that we want to talk about in the conference and all that kind of stuff. Um, another new thing is we've got our new CEO this year as well, Angela Sammet. Um, she's the new CEO of Q Music and executive producer of Big Sound. So she's come on board and she's fantastic. Um, and uh, we've had a few other internal uh, moves come on as well and they're amazing. So, yeah, it's been like, quite a, a big change um and especially on top of that we've got like we're moving we've moved to cloudland um <laughs> like a lush green beautiful beautifully designed uh venue which is just really perfect for a conference and we always loved the judith Wright center it's gorgeous um but it's good to have a bit of a shake up every now and then and this really moves the conference further towards the Brunswick street mall where a lot of the venues are mm -hmm. so I just feel like there's going to be um, a lot of atmosphere right in the thick of the valley. And it just like even it, it decreases that footprint that we have in the valley too. So you just get, get more opportunities to meet people on the side of the street and have those conversations and you never know where they're going to go, really. As far as the day-to-day the -day operations of a Big Sound week, um, conferences in the day, gigs at night, what have the new additions to the team? Is that going to change anything in particular? Will it be business as usual or are things going to be uh, running a bit different? No, I don't think it changes much in general. I mean, there's only so much change you really want to do at any certain time with an event. Like, And, and the, the philosophy of this big sound has always been that we never want to grow for the sake of growing, like to be too big for our shoes, you know just get to that point where we've lost control of it and um, it doesn't have that nice grassroots um, community element attached to it, which it still has and it, it always has. So we're always trying to keep that. Um, so things don't really, won't really change in terms of um, the conference, you know, except for the location. So we'll have, uh, we're actually kicking off the event with Bethany Costantino um, in the forts because 
I mean, another huge new thing that happened in Brisbane this year was the introduction of the Fortitude Music Hall. Um, and that's a massive event, and it's a world-class venue right here in the middle of the valley. So we're going to be checking that out in the morning. And then um, that's on the first on the um, Wednesday. And then, uh, yeah, then the rest of the sessions are happening over at um, Cloudland. Um, something that might be a bit different, I guess, is that the the conference rooms are really well spread out throughout this venue. Um, and there's this really big social hub in one spot right down there on the ground floor. So once again, I feel like there's going to be a lot more socialising that can happen, a lot more opportunities to meet people as you go along and then, like, jump from session to session quite quickly and not miss out on too much stuff. Um, so that's the conference side of things. And music-wise, um, we've got uh, another outdoor venue this year, actually, which I'm very excited about. Um, the Wickham has um, been launched as a big sound venue for us this year. So right. we've got that. Um, and, I mean, the music's going to stay the same in terms of um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, official showcases. Yep. Uh, and... Um, across 18 venues in the Valley, and then Friday night we're putting some music on as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like there's always little bits and pieces that are new, but, you know, big sound is still big sound. <laughs> yeah, of course. Is there, I, don't, I don't want to spoil the, the keynotes for anyone, but is there anything you can tell me a bit about? We'll start first off. You mentioned Beth Cosentino uh, will be doing a keynote, which is a, a massive get for you guys. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what she'll be talking about? I mean, what? really interests me about Bethany is that um, she's had an incredible career. She's really ta- talented. Um, she is not just um, a, a brilliant songwriter and musician, but she's also got a story to tell uh, with her experiences being a musician and, and growing through LA and um, the, the different kinds of stories that have come out with Death Coast. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with her. So, um, we've got Double J, Karen Lang, who's going to be interviewing her, who's definitely like such a, a professional and incredible um, high-end interviewer and journalist. So I think we're going to... And I, one of the most exciting things is that I think that they'll really um, mesh together, those two. So we're going to get a nice hearty conversation um, from Bethany. Mm. The first, kicking off the first day. Yeah, it's a, big way to, it's a big way to start. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be big. Um, another keynote uh, who many people who might not be in the music industry specifically are very excited about is Andy King. And for those who don't know, he is uh, featured in the Fire Festival uh, Netflix documentary and uh, everyone would know who he is. Obviously, the, there's the little gimmick about what Andy is famous for in that documentary. Don't need to tell you what it is, um, but he will obviously have a lot of insight into how festivals should run and in Fire Festival's case absolutely not run is this what his keynote will be focused on specifically yes well see andy king is a bit of a dark dark horse i reckon because everyone thinks that like obviously he has been become so famous for the um the incident the water uh, incident let's call it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um but what some people don't know about andy king is that he is insanely experienced with so many different events and he's really altruistic with his approach to work. So he does a lot of work on charities, fundraising. Um, he's worked with a lot of different people. And um, I don't know if you've seen some interviews with him post the Fire Festival documentary, but he's been really honest and frank about his role in that doco and how, you know, he has 
written the fame through something that was quite unusual, and now he's using that to actually help pay back all the costs of the people in the Bahamas. So, yeah, wow. um, the lady who, who, yeah, the lady who ran the catering there, and also all the labourers who helped set everything up. Um, you know, obviously there was um, a lot of money lost there, so he's doing what he can to raise funds for that cause. Is is do you know if Andy is familiar with the current situation going on with uh, festivals in Australia and probably New South Wales more? Uh, specifically, but is he aware of the current climate with government and music festivals in Australia? That's a really good question, actually, and probably <laughs> something that we'll, we'll um, encourage him to discuss. Um, and probably, like, you know, coming into this trip, um, he will definitely be getting a, 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 an eye-opening experience in terms of, um, you know, the events and um, big sounds. Um, and what he can learn about the Australian music industry, including the festival. So I'm sure, like, once he gets a crash course in what's happening in our industry, it'd be incredible to get his thoughts on, uh, like, similar experiences or, um, you know, legislature that he's experienced in um, different areas in his um, career as well. Yeah. Um, On the artist side of things this year, I have to start with Tones and I. Um, for those not familiar with her, she is number one on the ARIA charts right now with Dance Monkey. She's number one uh, in Denmark. She's in the top 40 of the UK charts. Uh, I believe she broke the record at Splendor in the Grass this year for biggest opening crowd. Has any artist in the history of Big Sound had this much buzz coming into a Big Sound? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> Mm. Because, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, I am fairly sure that that pretty much all of that info speaks for itself in terms of the caliber. And you know what? I mean, Big Sound is an industry event. I'd just like to take a moment to really acknowledge her management who have um, recognized Big Sound as a really great opportunity for her in launching her in a really solid way with the international delegates that we have. It's really smart. And, um, you know, it just says a lot about how much Big Sound can help an artist, even when they're at a level like Tones and I. Mm. Um, so that's how important this event is. So, I, like, I'm, I'm so kind of shocked and excited that Tones and I is going to, we're going to get her playing at Big Sound. And, um, yeah, that's going to be one hell of a highlight for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I was talking to some people at Q Music and we, we can't really find any hard data on this, but everyone is 99% sure that there has been no Big Sound showcasing artist who has already gone to number one pre-Big Sound. Yeah, I don't think that's happened. Yeah, I think you can lock that one in. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty insane. And she's only doing one performance across the week, isn't she? Yes, that's right. One, one um, uh, official performance, yes. Yeah, right. Okay, well, good luck getting there, everyone. You have to line up probably 24 hours in advance. Who else have you got down as highlights, Maggie? Highlights? Oh, boy. <laughs> Personal um, list? Don't have to play favourites? Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that we noticed about this was overwhelming um, talent in the hip-hop pool. Um, so we're quite amazed at the different types of artists that we've got playing who uh, we think are going to do some really incredible things. I mean, like the hip-hop scene in Australia is actually really, really progressive and um, I think like at a world-class level. So, I mean, they're still new, they're still developing, but they're getting there. So um, we've got P-Unique, we've got Nerve, uh, we've got... 
that. <laughs> <laughs> Preparation, please, um, Maggie, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've booked all the all the artists are booked in, and now I need to um, rely on. Look, it own. is a lot of artists, um, to be fair. Oh my God, it's it's crazy. I mean, like one of the artists that I'm um, super stoked about is Maisha. Um, she's like incredible, um, writing really cool urban music and turning a lot of heads. So that's exciting. Um, uh, Electric Fields is going to be there, which is definitely a bit of a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys put on an incredible show and um, that's going to be really special. Um, and it just keeps going on and on. There are so many artists. Um, yeah. I should really look at my list. No, no, it's like, I was I was just thinking when I was at Big Sound last year and kind of just floating around at night, I just kind of wanted to get across most venues. Um, one, I guess, particular genre that stuck out for me was the punk and rock and metal bands that were playing out of Crowbar. I think I walked into there one like on a Wednesday night at around like 10.30 p.m., and you couldn't even get downstairs. And I thought, oh, shit, maybe there's like a, a crazy international artist down there. But no, I think it was just slowly, slowly. And obviously, they've had a massive last 12 months as well. And I, I kind of made a point to keep coming back to Crowbar. And that was constantly packed throughout the week. Oh, I mean, like heavy music is is stored in that big sound. And it's always going to have a place in terms of um, representing a, a handful of really incredible burgeoning um, like metal and punk artists. Um, so, and, and Crowbar, I mean, it's the home of that throughout the year anyway. But the other thing about Crowbar is that we like to make sure that there's a bit of diversity in terms of genres there too. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a, a handful of different artists that you can um, see there that, um, like, you can see it at various other events, but they really fit in, in Crowbar for, for other reasons, like like cool punk progressive uh, post-punk indie bands and um, your more heavy uh, screamo bands and all that kind of stuff. And plus we've got like um, Crowbar actual venue and then there's Crowbar Black upstairs as well. So there's um, more of a chance to check out some stuff there. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good vibe for sure. Now this is the part of the episode where I want to get reflective, Maggie, because this is where I'm going to ask you, out of all the big sounds you've worked on, is there any particular artist or speaker that stands out for you that you are happy to brag and maybe wear on a shirt? I got this guy. And throughout the years, big sound has you know, nurtured names like Flume and Rufus and Tash Sultana, who have obviously gone on to do very big things. Is there anyone that uh, has a special place for you? For me, I guess, like, the one that sticks out for me is hard. Oh, it's really hard to choose because they're all so it's not, really... You can, you can have to say more than one. This is, this so is not... Good. There's no diet consequences okay. here. All right. Well, first <laughs> of all, Virginia Grohl. Um, yeah. Last year, like, getting her on board was really cool because um, it was actually her birthday that week. And so I really wanted to make her feel special. So I sent her some flowers um, to her hotel room and then I really wanted to make her, like, feel comfortable. And, like, she... She, you know, she emailed, she said thank you for the flowers and then she wanted to go get lunch with me at the Pick and Whistle next door. <laughs> and um, it's just like, is this real life? Like, am I going to have lunch with their girl's mum right now? You know, an incredible author in her own right and a really inspiring woman. And just to clarify, um, did so you? That was, <laughs> you know what? I was too bloody busy. Oh, so no. <laughs> Maggie. Thanks, Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we caught up for a little bit, so that was good. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, artist. Oh, it's um, 
I really blank out when it comes to artistry because, like, there's so many and I have a horrible short-term Look, memory. there's roughly 150 um, a year, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, actually, you know what? Stella Donnelly. Oh, that was so nice, actually, because she uh, won the Levi's Prize, I think, the year before last. And um, she was really humble about that. And she also acknowledged that when she won the award in her speech, she acknowledged um, not just like the traditional owners of the land on which we were gathered, gathered at the time, but also, um, you know, any of the privilege that she may have um, had over the years to get to that spot. Mm. And I thought that was just so selfless of her to even realise that that's a thing. Um, and obviously, like, she's gone on to have a, a fantastic career so far. Um, and she nailed it that year too. So that was really nice to see that. And um, she's, like, a really warm, welcome person. So that was cool. Yeah, come to think of that, we podcasted with Stella two years ago. And obviously, we're doing a lot of artists and they're back to back to back. And she was just waiting patiently um, kind of in the side room and she just told us to let her know when she's ready and we finally got her set up and she um, performed an acoustic version of um, Boys Will Be Boys. And I think there yeah. were about 20 people in the room and as she performed, everyone just shut the fuck up and just looked at each other going, what is happening? Like <laughs> yeah. she blew everyone away in a matter of two and a half minutes and she could not have been more humble or nice, and surely enough, in the next two days that followed in Big Sound, she was the talk of Fortitude Valley. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. And there's been other elements like that, like um, Angie McMahon had that same effect. She was the first showcase on the Tuesday night, like the year before last thing, and I think, and um, she, yeah, it was the same reaction. Like everyone had their jaws dropped and just couldn't, were speechless after the first song she played, so... That was incredible. For early, um, for, yeah. for early tips, do you think there's going to be anyone on this lineup where you're like, this person is going to walk away and everyone is going to be talking about them? Um, oh, Milan Ring. She's going to nail it. Okay. <laughs> it's going Hot to be tip. incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, she's someone that I sort of really loved over the past few years and then, like, actually missed out on an opportunity to get her to play. Like, I mean, I, I you know admitted that, like, I didn't get onto that fast enough and um, she became unavailable. And then this year I was like, oh, I really want to have her back. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have her on board. And uh, actually, Stephen is another one that I think a lot of people are going crazy about. He's such a good songwriter and I'm looking forward to seeing what his live show is like. Okay, Maggie, before you go, obviously there are going to be a lot of people listening to this episode who will be heading to Big Sound. Is there any thing, whether it be an event, a conference, a party, a gig, that everyone absolutely needs to check out in your mind? If there's one thing they need to do at Big Sound, what is it? I think it would be really wise. But, you know what? Like, it's an industry event, as I mentioned, and sometimes we get, like, we get industry that come that think that maybe, like, they're there to do meetings, which is really awesome, but there's a lot of really good stuff to learn. And one of the things that um, I think is really important for a lot of um, the industry to learn is um, any one of our cultural stream um, sessions that have been uh, really well curated by our um, First Nations producer, Alicia Beeson. So um, we've got like a session called um, a governance in a First Nations um, music industry uh, community. So um, it's going to be a conversation about that. Um, we've got, it's the Indigenous it's the year of the Indigenous language this year, so we're going to have another conversation on that. Um, and it's um, we've got 
some First Nations representatives from different countries as well, not just Australia. So really, you'd really be able to get at the context of what um, other industries are doing and other communities are doing um, for something that's really, really important in this country. So yeah, that's, that would be one of my tips for sure. That's awesome, Maggie. We're really looking forward to it. And again, I know how busy you are right now, so thank you for taking the time today. No worries. Uh, my pleasure. The music will be at Big Sound. We'll be doing uh, reviews, conferences. Check out themusic.com.au for all the details. And the Green Room podcast will be doing it as well. Uh, we'll be talking to a bunch of the artists and speakers. Maybe Maggie again, if she can fit time in a schedule. But if you can't <laughs> fit in Dave Roll's mum, I doubt it. So, Maggie, thank you for your time today. <laughs> Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you in Brisbane for Big Sound 2019.